I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Good morning and welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code Just Baseball or code Just Gridiron when you download for a full instant deposit match up to $100. That is in the episode description. In this episode, we still have game three of the World Series. I have one game pick. Well, it's mostly two. And I also have three props that you will hear at the end of this episode. Quick recap of yesterday. Um, Of course, game three got postponed until today. And on Monday Night Football, we had the Browns plus three and a half. They won 32 to 13, I think, which was great. And it was funny. I told you I leaned the under at 45. It landed on 45. I really thought that was a sharp line there. Um, But we didn't touch the total. But we did lose on our... Um, our player prop, Smaj P. Ryan, had 17 first half yards and then didn't touch the ball again in the second half, which was pretty unfortunate. But with the Browns just getting such a big lead, I guess they didn't really feel the need to use them. So it's unfortunate. But we move on to today because I am extremely confident. Still, my favorite pick of the World Series. This will be sort of a repeat from yesterday because a lot of the same analysis, at least on the pitching side for the Astros and then... Um, on the hitting side for the Phillies is still the same. It's still Lance McCullers, but I think where it changes is what will be interesting. So again, Astros versus Phillies at 8 or 3 p.m. Eastern. It's Lance McCullers Jr. ready for the Astros, 2270 ERA in 47 and two-thirds innings, 25.6% strikeout rate, 357 XERA, 349 FIP, 358 XFIP, taking on Ranger Suarez instead of Noah Syndergaard. Lefty for the Phillies, he's got a 365 ERA this season. One in 155 in a third's innings, only striking out 19.5% of batters at a 3.78 xERA, 3.87 FIP, and 3.82 x FIP. Phillies fans have to be happy about the rainout. What should have been a bullpen game for Philadelphia is pushed back to Game 5. Ranger Suarez will start today, followed by Aaron Nola in Game 4. The plan is to begin Syndergaard or Kyle Gibson in Game 5, followed by Zach Wheeler in Game 6, and Ranger Suarez again in Game 7. The Astros will never need an actual bullpen game as they have five capable starters that can go at any time we had the over yesterday and as i said little has changed the more i look into it we saw this total open at seven and a half for this game but quickly shot back up to eight the total now sits at the same spot as yesterday with a perceived better pitching matchup the line may be speaking to us again as yesterday's total was at eight at minus 105 but it is still at eight at plus 100 i think we're just getting a bit more value with slightly more risk Again, let's evaluate each side. Starting pitching. Again, same analysis here for Lance McCullers Jr. The only caveat that could possibly work in our favor is a change in routine for McCullers Jr. He's expected to pitch. He was expected to pitch yesterday and warmed up as if he did, but now he has to repeat the process, which could potentially throw him off or could make him better. It's tough to tell. We don't have a lot of data from this season, and he has never had this much rest, so it could either help him or it could hurt him. But what he is is command-dependent. Again, if he's locating his slider, curveball, and sinker, he's deadly. If he's not, things unravel quickly. And this has been proven in road starts for him this year as he's rocking a 3.57 ERA compared to a 1.50 ERA at Minute Maid Park. This will be his most challenging road start of the year and in the playoffs again McCullers had one fantastic start against the Mariners one below average start against the Yankees both were on the road but neither had the environment of Citizens Bank Park in the World Series in the World Series in his career he's made two starts allowing three earned runs in seven and two-thirds innings on seven hits Rangers Suarez is an upgrade for the Phillies over Syndergaard 
but he's a better matchup for the Astros. Suarez came in game one in relief and allowed one hit, but struck out one over two-thirds of an inning. Suarez will be on three days rest from that short stint, but it's been 10 days since he made his last start. The last time he had this much rest, he he made his first start against San Diego, throwing five innings of two-run ball. The Astros are a better offense, especially against lefties, but they have seen Ranger before. Not only did they see him in relief, but they scored six runs against him on seven hits in three innings in Suarez's last start of the regular season. Ranger Suarez has faced predominantly right-handed lineups all season, which is also his worst split. Right-handed batters have a 757 OPS against him this season, while lefties sit at 538. That's a big drop-off. Suarez has also been rougher at home, rocking a 4270 ERA compared to a 320 ERA on the road. He's been slightly worse during night games, sporting a 387 ERA versus a 281 ERA in six starts during the day. And going back to those splits, right-handed batters, 757 OPS, lefties sit at 538. The only real lefties in the Astros lineup are Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker, both are excellent against left-handed pitching. Syndergaard is a worse pitcher than Suarez, but the matchup might even be better for the Astros against him in the early innings. The lean is the Astros. On offense, the analysis for the Phillies again remains the same. Here's what I spoke about yesterday. McCullers, sliders, curveballs, those two pitches take up over 50% of his arsenal. Reese Hoskins, Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper, J.T. Ramuto, and Gene Segura are all positive hitters by run value against the slider. Bryson Stott, Alec Bohm, J.T. Ramuto, Brandon Marsh, Gene Segura, and Mundo Sosa, Bryce Harper are all positive against curveballs. That's the whole lineup except for Nick Castellanos, who is positive against the sinker, who, what McCullers likes to throw primarily to right-handed bats. The Phillies. 5-0 at home this postseason, averaging 7 runs a game. At home, the Phillies have a 296, 378, 597 slash line with 12 bombs and a 975 OPS. The Phillies are a patient team, especially at the top of the order. If McCullers shows early signs of command issues, it could get ugly quickly. Yesterday, we looked at how the Astros match up against Noah Syndergaard's pitch mix, primarily sinkers, sliders, and changeups. As I said yesterday, Altuve, Jordan, Maldonado destroy sinkers, and Kyle Tucker is another positive hitter by run value. That was against sinkers as a whole, which Syndergaard throws 31% of the time, Suarez throws 40% of the time. Against right-handed sinkers, the Astros are, as a team, ranked 15th in ex-WOBA. Against left-handed sinkers, they rank 2nd, only, only to the Yankees in ex-WOBA. But not all sinkers are created equal, right? Jose Alvarado throws his sinker at 100 miles an hour, and Suarez throws his 92 to 93. On left-handed sinkers that are thrown between 92 to 93 miles an hour, the Astros rank fourth in ex-WOBA at 407. To put that in perspective, Freddie F Freeman finished third in baseball in ex-WOBA this year at 403. Yeah, let that sink in. When we query up the stats against Suarez's three most used pitches, the sinker, the changeup, and the four-seam fastball, which is 79.3% of the pitches that he throws, the Astros are tied with the Braves for first in ex-WOBA against those offerings. That means the contact quality is the highest in baseball against left-handers throwing those pitches. Suarez and Syndergaard are similar in their approaches as well. Both rely on softer contract, contact and are not high strikeout guys. The Astros do not strike out at all, especially against lefties. Making the Phillies play defense is where the issues may arise, which is not a good recipe for success. Credit to Syndergaard for his command, ranking in the 86th percentile in walk rate, while Ranger ranks in the 36th percentile. Syndergaard allows stolen bases at the highest rate in baseball, but we may see more overall people on base against Suarez. We love the over because Syndergaard is a worse pitcher than Suarez. The problem for the Phillies is that Suarez is a better, much better matchup for the Astros. The edge overall is in the Astros by the numbers, 
but it's undeniable how good the Phillies have been at home and how also good the matchup is still for the Phillies. The Astros are still a worse road team on offense, so those numbers we talked about can reasonably come down a little bit. Overall, I know that both teams are going to bring it. The lean is the push. The umpire, same thing as yesterday. Dan Iasonia, inconsistent strike zone. For all the stats that I found, it's from umpire scorecards. It's from Action Network. Remember, in 2016, since 2016, Iasonia's games have gone over the total at a 55.5% rate. Significant margin, 0.92 runs per game. But most of that damage has come in the last two seasons, 40 and 25, 1.27 run margin. Dan Iasonia will not help the pitchers. Let me repeat, guys with command issues, the umpire will not help them. But here's where it goes down a little bit. Citizens Bank Park ranks as the fourth best ballpark. Remember, we talked about that. Weather is supposed to be a little bit worse than projected. I know there was some rain, which sometimes can help. But this time, 4% increase. We don't have that same win factor. Regardless, the ballpark still plays in factor to the over, to the hitter, but not as much as yesterday. Remember, these are just projections, right? Overall, we know that Citizens Bank Park is a hitter's park. So what's the pick? Why change anything? Suarez is a better pitcher than Syndergaard, but the Astros match up better against him. The Astros have also beaten up on him before, and they haven't as much on Syndergaard. I'm not saying I like this more, but I'm also not saying I like it any less. We are now getting plus money in the whole game over, but the first five line has more juice on it. Are you telling me it's now more expensive to go with the first five over? It makes me more in love. The old game over has better value because of the extra day rest for the bullpen. But it doesn't change how I feel about the first five over. We'll stick with the same picks as yesterday, losing a little bit of value on one side, but gaining it through the entire game. So the picks, Astros versus Philly, first five over four at minus 120, which is 1.2 units win one unit. And then Astros versus Philly, full game over at eight, which is plus 100. That's 0.5 units to win 0.5 units. You may be wondering, why don't you like the full game over even more? Well, it is because the bullpen had more time to rest. And both bullpens get a little bit better with more time to rest. But I really do think that it, that there's more than likely that it'll be near the score 3-3, 4-3 by the end of five innings, which will then will only need one or two runs to get over that eight. But I'm not saying that it definitely will because we know how good that both of these bullpens have been. We'll see. But I still love the first five over. That is still my favorite pick of the postseason so far. But again, that doesn't necessarily mean that you just go off and hammer it. This is the World Series. We can sit here and analyze a bunch of things, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a lock. I know a lot of people are like, is it a lock? I, it, it could be. You know I like it. We just analyzed it. I really do like it, but we never know. It's the World Series. Anything can happen. Don't extend. Put more units than you should. Remember, stick within your guts. Stick within your <laughs> within your wherewithal. I don't know the words. You know what I mean. Let's talk props. Remember to use code just baseball or code just gridiron in order to use um, in order to get a full deposit match. Use those codes. They're in the episode description. First one is still it's it's going to be a lot of the same as yesterday, but a quick switch up. Martin Maldonado, still love him. Love him even more against left-handed sinkers. Half hits, runs, and RBIs. You kidding me? Give me that. Give me that all day long. Kyle Schwarber, six and a half fantasy instead. 
the more I thought about it, I thought to myself, why did I take one and a half hits, runs, and RBIs? Honestly, that was kind of a, not a blunder, because I still think he, he he's going to get there today, but I like the fantasy score more. Like, why wouldn't I take the walks with Lance McCullers' command issue? So I'm taking his over six and a half fantasy score. But then with the Kyle Tucker side, give me over one and a half hits, runs, and RBIs. I don't care. It's a lefty. Kyle Tucker is good against lefties. He's good against righties. And he just matches up well against Ranger Suarez's pitch mix. Give me Kyle Tucker over one and a half hits, runs, and RBIs. Give me Kyle Schwarber over fantasy. And give me Martin Maldonado over a half hits, runs, and RBIs. That'll do it for this episode of Not Gambling Advice. Remember to use code October15 in order to help out our podcast by getting yourself some Just Baseball merch. If you cash Browns plus three and a half, maybe consider it. Or use code um, NGA in order to get 20% off Manscaped. Might as well treat yourself. Treat yourself. It's in the episode description. And if you don't want to spend a dime, totally understand. It is not. You do not have to in order to listen to this podcast. This is all free content. But the best way you can help me out without spending a dime, give me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Five stars would be greatly appreciated. And make sure if you're on Apple, leave it in writing. Let me know how I can improve, what I can do better in order to bring us more winners. Or if you're interested in more analysis on something, let me know. As always, you can check out the article on JustBaseball.com. But we have to remember that none of this is gambling advice. 